so often differences with people end up being more about how we hurt each other than what the difference was. Hmm. Uh, not yeah. always, but oftentimes yeah. maybe how I responded in defensiveness towards you or and said something to kind of strike back to hurt you because you hurt me. Going on vacation on a credit card. Greetings, Redeemer family, and welcome back to Redeemer Radio. I am Ross, joined again by Dan and Sean, and I hope that you had a chance to check out our introduction last week to our new season uh, that we're calling Psalms and the Gift of Emotions. We talked about what emotions are and what they do and how the Psalms are so helpful for us to engage the emotions well. Talked about sort of some common unhelpful ways to deal with emotions and more helpful responses more generally. And then we introduced the eight emotions that we're going to be talking about this year. And so just so you know, we are going to be starting the next eight episodes. We'll be dealing with those emotions individually. And though we're kind of pulling them out and analyzing them individually, just just kind of by word of preface, that doesn't mean that that's how we're made as humans. As humans, you know, we are complex and we're often feeling multiple feelings at the same time. We can feel hurt, but also shame and guilt and sadness at the same time. Um, but often it is helpful to maybe pinpoint one. You know, I'll often ask people, you know, what are you feeling the most? And, and oftentimes they'll be able to say, well, of all those, I'm feeling this the most. And that's a really helpful way to, to build awareness. So we will be pulling out individual feelings and analyzing them. But our hearts are complex and we feel multiple emotions at a time. But it is helpful to kind of analyze them individually. So uh, we are jumping in with hurt. Um, that's we're going to be talking about hurt today, and it kind of feels like just you know jumping into the deep end, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say not only jumping into the deep end, but jumping into the deep end with sharks swimming around and a little bit of blood in the water. Yeah, no, that is true, and that actually <coughs> segues really well into uh, my first question and, and my first illustration. So, what is hurt? What is hurt? And, and there's a scene in the movie Jaws where some of the guys are on um, their boat and they're hunting the great shark. And after a lot of drinks, uh, one of them, two of them start comparing wounds. One was bit by a shark. Another was stabbed by a manta ray. And then finally one uh, pulls up his shirt and l points at his heart and says, you see that there? Mary Ellen Moffat, she broke my heart. And that's a great example of what hurt is. It's, it's a heart wound. It's when um, we have pain in our lives from someone else. You've maybe heard the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And that's, that's just not true. That does not add up to reality. So hurt is so many different things, unfortunately. It's you know being the object of hatred or prejudice, um, being mocked, being ridiculed, um, severe criticism, you know, off, you know, in our day, we see this more and more being bullied or even abused, um, especially in, in a family that can be even more painful. Um, and, and these are sad realities in our world that even some of you listening, um, have probably dealt with, um, trauma is, is another major form of hurt. Um, trauma is just this being overwhelmed with intense fear or helplessness or horror from a heart wound um, that uh, inflicts many people. And, um, you know, even with social media now, there's a lot of ways that s social media is used to hurt people in different ways. And, 
You also just think of our cultural moment. A um, lot of discussions about um, race and how to deal with the, the, the problem of racism. And, and I, there's a lot of hurt. The emotion of hurt is driving a lot of that discussion. There's a lot of hurt that has been felt. I wish we could talk about that more. We don't have the time right now. That's for another day. But, um, you know, that's just another, you know, recent example of where we're seeing this emotion really um having an effect on our world and and in the psalms all throughout the psalms hurt um, is seen psalm 109 it says in verses 22 and 23 for i am poor and needy and my heart is stricken within me i am gone like a shadow at evening i am shaken off like a locust and he's expressing his hurt there and even um, towards god sometimes we can feel um, hurt by god when things happen to us that that are difficult um, and we start blaming God for them. So there's so much there. Um, we won't be able to get at, to all of it, but that kind of gives you just a, a brief kind of introduction to what hurt is. So let's first talk about unhealthy responses to hurt. What are unhealthy ways to respond to hurt? And uh, I think the two main ones are either resentment or denial. Resentment or denial. And, you know, Resentment is, is multiple things. It's, it's bitterness. It's malice. We were kind of yesterday processing. What are some other biblical words that go along with resentment? Bitterness, malice, blaming. I mean, we see blame in the Garden of Eden, um, and we see it throughout the Bible. Um, and pride, of course, is, a, is kind of driving some of that resentment. One author has said, through resentment, we are able to deflect the focus from the internal pain and onto someone or someone else. This impaired expression of hurt kills relationships and therefore stops all healing. And it's unfortunately a logical and effective reaction to hurt. It keeps us from facing our powerlessness over others and from accepting our vulnerability to pain. And um, so, you know, resentment allows us to know we have pain, keep it in secret, and find others to blame, making them responsible for fixing it. It, it really we were talking about yesterday resentment really gives you a sense of control when you're feeling pain you feel out of control and resentment is a way we're kind of grasping for control it's a way to you know put it on someone else and not deal with it in your own way and then denial is of course the other major way where you just kind of forget about it any other things you guys want to say of unhealthy responses to um to pain and, and hurt I mean, I, I think I think you, it's just a great point about resentment and grasping for control because it does feel like the thing you want to do the most yeah. when you're hurt. You you just you, you sort of just go, okay, I you know, um, I, I'm hurt. This is not something I like. Like I'm just trying to think through, okay, what's what's actually happening subconsciously to me when I feel hurt? Right? I don't like this. Um, I and since I don't like this, I'm going to find somewhere else to put it because it has to, it has to be dealt with in some way, right? And so these two these two ways are helpful. It's helpful to put uh, words to how we're actually feeling in in the times that we're hurt because then we can start to say, okay, yes, something has to happen to it. Like we can't just leave it alone, yeah. um, right? Something actually has to be resolved there. And resentment feels like the the most natural way, at least for me, to deal with that. It's sort of like, okay, everyone else is the problem. I don't need to deal with it because I can just slap it on someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I think so much of our broken relationships come from the hurt rather than the, <clears throat> excuse me, the circumstance. And I think I alluded to this last time. So often, differences with people end up being more about how we hurt each other than what the difference was. Hmm. Uh, not yeah. always, but oftentimes, yeah. 
maybe how I responded in defensiveness towards you or and said something to kind of strike back to hurt you because you hurt me. Yeah. I mean, I'll never forget there was a uh, man in one of my churches, not Redeemer, uh, who would say, oh, if you pinch me, I'll punch you. Hmm. Like his, he was trained, I'm going to get back worse towards yeah. you. You know, and I think we've at different ways experienced that. I mean, sadly, I've seen that. I mean, when I alluded to jumping in the deep end and par- sharks around in blood, part of it is because, one, I don't want to think about the ways I've been hurt. Hmm. So that's kind of the denial, right? I don't want to have to enter into this conversation. And I also have to reflect with how I've hurt others. You know, and one of the ways that I think that I've, I probably are most fresh in my mind are the ways I love, I've hurt those I love most. Like some of how some of my words and uncareful words, my words in anger towards my wife or children, Mm -hmm. I know have left scars, you know, that I hope the Lord will heal, but I know that a result of my hurting, maybe it's because I was hurt, but um, so I think all this is challenging, and so we do have to wrestle with: Am I growing bitter towards someone, or am I just ignoring it, trying to deal with it in some other way, anesthetize it in some way? And it's it's really great news that God didn't respond in denial or resentment towards us Amen, when man. we hurt Him, <laughs> right? Like that's I'm so thankful. Like as we th- look at redemptive history as a bigger picture, I'm just glad that. That wasn't his his response. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, one way to think about it, a picture is just like a physical wound. We've talked about you know pain and hurt is an emotional wound. You hurt my feelings is a phrase we use often, and you know denial is like you have that wound and you just let it sit and you don't treat it. And what happens? Um, it, it gets infected and it can even spread. Um, you know, resentment or a grudge is kind of like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. It's like just putting a very surface, um, treating the symptoms, not the issue, the deeper issue. Um, but bringing it to God, bringing our hurt and pain to God um, and seeking forgiveness and reconciliation, that's like going to, that's like taking that wound to a doctor who's an expert at, at healing it and is going to heal it from the inside out. Um you know, resentment leads to wedges in relationships, uh, leads us to gossip, leads us to grumble about people, can't get them out of your head. Um, you know, but or denial can lead us often to pursuing unhealthy fixes for our hurt. This is where, you know, addictions can come in to more extreme things like substances or sexuality <clears throat> and screens, but also maybe not as... Um, intense addictions things like retail therapy or exercise or cleaning the house or social media or our work there's all different ways that we try to fix our um our pain and and anesthetize our pain with with things of this world and not the true come to the true healer yeah it makes me think of you know go to sports and you know, you get injured during a game, and you kind of determine, can I keep going or not? Lots of times, you know, professional athletes particularly will get shots. Yep. And sometimes it causes greater damage. Like, they're numb. Mm-hmm. They can keep playing, but it could ruin their career eventually. Yeah. And just thinking, how do we, you know, what are those ways we do that to try to not have to face our pain? And, you know, I, it made me think of James 4, where he says, what causes quarrels, what causes fights, isn't your passions at war within you? You desire and don't have, so you murder. And I think James obviously isn't speaking literally about, you know, going and, and 
taking someone's life, but how often do we give someone the cold shoulder and treat them as if they are dead, right? And so we're building resentment. We're holding the power on them. Um, and again, back to the what we were talking about is no longer the issue. It's now how I'm treating you. Am I hurt? I'm now hurting you. So you know I'm hurt and you should come to me. Hmm. You know, so there's, I mean, there's a whole lot of, a lot of threads in here that we need to unpack as we think about the brokenness that hurt hurt brings to our relationships. Yeah, the, that resent that in that way resentment breeds like weaponizing our feelings, right? Like we yeah. take our feelings and we yep. use them as a as a as sort of this leverage to get someone else to bend to our will or to just yeah. we like that they feel guilty or shameful. Um, Not just feeling them um, doing our emotions to people like yes, yeah. John Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hurting people hurt people. That's another yep. famous, well-known quip. So how do the psalmists deal with their hurt? We see it all throughout the psalms. Um, there's so much we could say. We, we decided to just zero in on Psalm 56. <clears throat> Let me just read it. Uh, this, is, this is King David. This is when he's running from Saul. So I guess he's not king yet. I guess he had been anointed king, but he hadn't realized his kingship yet. Saul's chasing him, and then the Philistines are chasing him as well. And he's, um, it's when he kind of acts like a madman to deflect off the Philistines. And he's, he wrote Psalm 56. Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day long. For many attack me proudly. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps as they have waited for my life. For their crime, will they escape? In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from failing, that I may walk before God in the light of life. So as you guys hear me reading those verses, what are some things that stick out to you? And especially as we think about, you know, how to how to engage the pain and the hurt in our lives. So before we even talk about any of David's words, I just want to talk about his posture. Like, I think mm. his posture here is to process with God yeah. and, to, and to be raw, vulnerable. He's not mincing words here. It doesn't feel like right. My tears right. Are, you put my tears in a bottle, right? Yeah. Like he's collect, you know, he he's able to in his posture towards God, he's able to say nothing is unsafe with God to talk about, right? I can wow. talk, I can talk yep. to God about the things that I'm feeling, like the the thing, the 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 feelings and emotions that come to the top top of my head, tip of my tongue. I can say those out loud and process them with him. So I'm just encouraged by David's posture. We see him at his worst uh, so often in Scripture, and that's presented to us and given to us, and that should be a gift. That's that that posture that he can have towards God, that, that God is safe in that way, um, uh, is, is super encouraging and, and really f it's, it's encouraging to read David this way. I think he's a great, great example of how we see a few emotions. There's fear, yep. there's hurt, Absolutely. there's loneliness. Yep. And, and yet, as Sean said, in the heart of it is a real trust 
in the Lord's goodness and kindness, that the Lord is with him. He knows his circumstance. So even though you've kept count of my tossings, uh, another translation could be wanderings because of Mm. where he's going. So again, this sense of, of lostness and, but God keeps his tears in a bottle that God knows they're in God's book and yet he Mm. still calls to him. So again, the sense he runs to the Lord and is hurt. And I mean, I think it's a beautiful example of what it looks like to move to him. And yet he's honest with it. I mean, he's writing this song, this poem, he's journaling and processing his emotions. I mean, he's given us a real example of what it could look like to work through hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many examples he talks multiple times all day long i'm trampled and he uses the, the idea of being oppressed being attacked and this fear and and in, this has been called by some you know one of many psalms of lament it's a lament that david is writing and we talked a lot about that um, when we went through habakkuk last summer but uh he's writing a lim- lament and i think this is something even as Dan was kind of saying, journaling like this is one helpful uh, modeling for us lament, but also as we think about our own pain, uh, I've often heard it it can be helpful for people to write their own psalm of lament, process, you know, their their pain with God and, 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 and their reactions to it and then kind of claiming God's promises as David does. And so I think it's, yeah, kind of like what Sean was saying, just his openness, his honesty, that he's he's allowing himself to feel the pain. You know, one of the guys we're reading, he says, acknowledging the feeling of pain is a practical way to be humble and admit that you can't handle the pain of the hurt without God and friends. You know, when we bottle it up, it's actually arrogance. We used that word pride earlier. It's Or it's foolishness. Um. It's basically saying that we can manage the pain on our own or the fixes we're running to can handle them for us. And and so there is a real um, humility that it takes to um, to process pain. And um, but I also just, yeah, love the trust that David feels that phrase. God is for him. And, um, you know, often people aren't immediately in that place. There's even some Psalms that we'll probably look at later where. The psalmist is not in that place at the time where they're they're expressing more anger at God, um, but but David is able to remember and turn that corner and say, "No, God is for me through all this, and He's with him in his fears." and And he says, "What can flesh do to me?" And then he um, he knows also in here that God will justify his cause. He lets vengeance be the Lord's, as Roman twelve talks about, and. You know, we may get into this maybe in other episodes where there's some imprecatory psalms and sometimes where David is kind of calling or the psalmist is calling for God to strike their enemy. Um, and there's so much that could be said about that. We, we Like I said, we may deal with that later or we'll, we have some good resources that kind of explain that. But I, I think in summary, what they're doing is they're entrusting, they're letting vengeance be the Lord's um, in that place. And that is that is something that is part of how we process our pain well. Um, and then he even gives thanks at the end. And that's that's a helpful way to just turn our minds back to the goodness of God. Right. He is orienting himself with the idea, okay, if God's given me this eternal life, then I can I can face other things, these light and momentary afflictions, as Paul says. Yeah. But, man, I think it's so hard for us. Yeah. And, and, again, I think it's hard for everyone to admit hurt. 
but I know, you know, my mom died when I was 11, so it was just three men growing up in a house together. You don't show hurt. You right. don't show pain. You just right. play through it, right? You yeah. do what you have to do. You move on. And so both, I think, at times we're modeled to to see that as weakness. Mm-hmm. And so because you're making yourself vulnerable. I mean, it's not easy to go to another person because you're afraid they'll use that admission of hurt against you, yeah. uh, that they might bring it back and talk about your weakness or, or something. So I think we have to unlearn some of the ways we've dealt with our hurts and that's risky. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think there's probably also some wisdom in knowing how do I begin to learn this? Can I do this with people I really do trust who will care for me as I share that, that vulnerability? And if you don't, and if you try that and it doesn't go well the first time, it can be even harder to continue it. And so I think some of us maybe have not been Hmm. uh, even, uh, you know, people haven't given us great advice or they've given us too much advice (laughs) and not listened. And, you know, there's just ways that, but it's, it's, it's worth it to keep going and to keep trying and to, um, go see a counselor. It's worth, it's worth, it's worth exploring these, these places because, you know, yeah, I don't, I I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you brought up something we we didn't really touch on. So we are kind of talking about general hurts here. And we know that there could be many of you who have listened to us who have had significant trauma that Ross alluded to. And that that takes special attention and care with people with expertise. And so we just want to encourage you, if you've had that kind of trauma, you should see a specialist. And by that, you know, if we have, you know, if we have a cut on our hand, we go to our general practitioner. If we have a heart issue, we go to a cardiologist. Yeah. And so we need a therapist who's really, you know, worked particularly in the areas of trauma. And there are some good ones in the area. So I just, again, want to be careful. Not all trauma is the same. And we need to be willing to use the, the means of grace and common grace that God's given us and find someone really skilled at working through trauma. Let's, what about Christ? Let's think about Christ. We were talking a little bit last episode about just the emotional life of Christ. I mean, do you guys see this emotion show up at all in in the life of Christ and and him dealing with it? You know, I I know he was sad when he saw Lazarus and angry. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if he was hurt there. So I'm kind of just thinking off the top of my head here. Um, I did think, obviously, the hurt of why have you forsaken me, yeah. God, when he cried that out. Um, or the hurt, why did you guys fall asleep? You know, yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you stay up with me and pray? You're my guys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's hard to map those necessarily, but I think right. those are a few possibilities. Yeah. Because it says he was human like us. He experienced everything mm-hmm. and yet didn't sin. So right. um, I imagine there are probably many others. Well, that's what I was, you, you brought up, you bring up a great point. It's not sinful to experience hurt, right? right? Which is something that we all need to hear because again, like with your example, growing up with, you know, guys in the house and how guys usually, pro- now this isn't exclusively to guys, but um, you know, it can be thought of as, oh, there's something wrong with you. And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> right. We're, we're on the right. side of heaven. And so Jesus experienced hurt, but he didn't sin. I, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, the garden, when he falls down on his, on his face mm-hmm. and is praying and the cup of wrath, talking about the cup of wrath and. Um, I mean, I think, and, and with his disciples, I think, 
you know, we get hurt probably by the people that are closest to us most often, yeah, right? Yeah. And so he's following, you know, they're following him around yep. and they're doing things like talking about who's the greatest and mm-hmm. talking, you know, and he's probably like, come on, right? And even when he intervenes in Saul's life and Saul turns, you know, becomes Paul, why are you persecuting me, right? Like th- th- it's, yeah. it's, it's, he's, he's, he's processing this out loud with his, with his closest friends, his most trusted uh, compatriots, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, then, of course, there's also Judas you oh, know, who betrays yeah. him. And, and I love yeah. that every time we take of the Lord's Supper, we're reminded of what happened to Christ. You know, on the night he was betrayed. Mm. It's just interesting wow. that they include that mm. in the words of institution that Paul does later in First Corinthians. That on the night he was betrayed and, and that, you know, I think can remind us of ways maybe we have and how we've betrayed Christ, <clears throat> but also um, been betrayed But how the the you know, the work of Christ um, helps us move through all of that. Oh, and that's so great. Even in the garden as the, like the day God was betrayed, he came looking for his children. Yeah. Um, Right. I mean, anyway, sorry, that just brought that to mind too. Like we see it all the way back in the, in our first parents. Yeah. One other thing that popped into my head, it's a bit of a tangent, but you know, we see a couple of times where the father said, this is my son and whom I am well pleased. And just thinking of the hurt in particular that men and daughters, you know, sons and daughters, when their dad hasn't really said, I love you, Mm. I am pleased in you, I am proud of you. Yeah. And the hurt that that often can, when you mentioned the hurt that we may feel from God, so often how we've been hurt horizontally can impact how we view God. Yeah. Right. So if you've had a, a terrible dad, because all dads are flawed, but one who really hurt you or, or a mom who really failed you, well, then your trust in God, because of how you've been hurt, you're going to see him it's that effective. way. So, yeah. I mean, this is profound stuff. That's why, again, I feel like we're jumping in the deep end with sharks. Yep. And, our, and our hope is, again, we're not coming as experts, but people to help you begin to think with and realize you can run to the Lord with these things. Yeah. And he is there for you. Yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> Um, you know, we've looked at, excuse me, uh, we've looked at Psalm 56 and we've talked a little bit about Christ, but just kind of final thoughts on just, you know, healthy ways to deal with hurt. Um, and, and, you know, last time I kind of brought up something from a book of just sort of four things to do to engage our emotions. Don't indulge them, don't avoid them, but engage them in that, you know, the, that author was saying, identify, examine, evaluate, and then act. And I kind of put it into my own acronym. I, like I've said, I love acronyms. Uh, feel, F-E-E-L. F is find, you know, identify the emotion, then examine and evaluate, and then launch or act. That's, that's a little forced, I know, but uh, it works for me. So I heard someone when you make an acronym, there's always one kind of dog in there. So L's yeah, your dog in that, this that's, one. That but, is. But it's, yeah. but it's, it's helpful. Forced. Yeah. So feel, so find it or identify it. Um, That's just naming, as we were kind of talking about with with David in this psalm, is just kind of naming it, which is is humbling in itself. But then examine it and and examine, okay, when did I start feeling hurt or pain? What is it coming from? Um, And then evaluate it. What is evaluating it like? How do we evaluate it? I mean, I think, so if we've figured out what the emotion is, then we can begin to say, all right, do I have a reason? Is it the right reason to be experiencing that? Yeah. And then also, how am I responding to it? Am I responding to it in faith or am I responding to it 
in unbelief or in a, an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say. It could also be evaluating what is my identity and where is it found? Mm-hmm. Um, is it found in the approval of men? Now, again, I'm not saying this to say just suck it up, right? I'm just saying Absolutely. like it can. Absolutely. Sure, that's not yeah, what you're saying. Right, yeah. No, I, okay. I am a nine. I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> I'm an emotional guy. I cry at lots of movies, as does Dan. And anyway, so but, <laughs> so, but like I think that can help too. So yeah. evaluate, am I placing an inordinate amount of weight on what others think of me? Mm-hmm. Um, it just, that can be helpful. Yep. Um, not to say suck it up, but just to say like, okay, is this, is this playing into the equation at all? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do that. I do that a lot. Yeah. Like we've said, emotions communicate value and sometimes they communicate our unhealthy values are the idols of our hearts. Um, but then act or, or launch, as I said, but so, you know, looking at the chip Dodd sort of schema that we're basing a lot of this off of those, he has sort of the eight feelings in the center. And then he has to the left an unhealthy response, which is resentment in his, taxonomy but then the the healthy is is healing so how do we move towards healing Um, and that's kind of a more simplified word for him but there's I think there's a lot of different ways that what does healing look like I think part of it is just letting the emotion push us into prayer as we've already said and processing with the Lord I think self-control is important uh, way to deal with hurt and and obviously self-control is is a fruit of the spirit it's something the spirit is is doing in us and and we've kind of talked about how maybe as we're sort of evaluating the emotion this is not for all of the pain that we feel but sometimes maybe um especially because our hearts are are valuing our self-image more than we should maybe we're more hurt by something than we maybe need to be and so it can maybe push us towards deeper self-control and um and 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 finding our identity in christ and not in someone's opinion of us can i Um, give a a a really silly but uh maybe hopeful helpful example so uh after dinner we'll do dishes and uh like most people and and i would load the dishwasher and my wife would come back and rearrange the dishwasher (laughs) in a far better way than i would do it and to be honest at first it irritated me it hurt me yeah and i'm like you think I don't know how to load a dishwasher? Yep. Am I that incompetent? Like you need to come back and take care of me? And so I'd get snippy sometimes, you know. And and then my other reaction was fine. I'll just throw stuff in, like with an attitude, not you know. Mm-hmm. And I realized, God, how how weak and petty am I, right? So I I could take that out on it, and I did. Um, and I've seen my own weakness to that. And so what happened then is I saw she's actually really good at this. You know, so last night we had more dishes than I thought could fit in the dishwasher. Now I probably could have figured it out, but I'm like, hey, Debbie, would you come help and, and make this all fit? Nice. And she made it fit. And now I do often just kind of throw stuff in mm-hmm. because I know she's going to rearrange it, but I'm not doing it with an attitude. I have self-control. I'm not feeling attacked, which she never was attacking me. It was my own insecurity, my yep. own sense of having to to be viewed some way. and. So yeah, now I'm like I just shared this on a podcast. I feel vulnerable, but but it's a it, I think we have lots of little ways that that's probably true in a lot of our relationships. Yeah, yeah, I could tell on myself in a million ways in that same category. Just oh, I can't find something. Oh, let me go look. Julie would say, and I'll and then if she can't find it too, I'll be like, yes, I was right. <laughs> but like that's what a dumb thing for me to feel right. at that moment, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with having thicker a little bit thicker skin in some of these areas so that right. it actually can help us when we are really truly hurt 
um, right. have better categories for that even, yeah. right? Because yeah. she did nothing wrong, but I right. got hurt. Right. Mm. And yeah. that was on me, totally. not on her. Right. Next time I'm struggling with fitting all the dishes in, I think I'll FaceTime Debbie. and She will her, fix it for you. Have her 100%. Be my expert. <laughs> yeah, she fit every dish in last night, by the way. Nice. Um, so. Uh, so self-control, and that, of course, also goes back to hurting people hurt people. And so part of, you know, engaging it is, is being able to, you know, feel it to heal it and, and to um, not let it move us towards worse things um, and hurting others. Another big one in terms of what does it look like to heal from hurt is forgiveness. And we could do a whole season on forgiveness. Um, So just a couple things on that. And I'm going to include in the show notes uh, just a a write-up on forgiveness that I found very helpful. But, you know, forgiveness is when people wrong you, it means they owe you. They have a debt with you that they should repay. But when you forgive, you're absorbing the cost of that yourself. That's why forgiveness is so hard. It's absorbing that. Yeah. You pay the price yourself and refuse to exact the price out of those who wronged you. So it means, A, to free the person from the penalty of their sin, and B, paying the price yourself. And, again, there's so much more that could be said. This is not easy. But some practical steps that this resource I'm going to post says, one thing they say is, is, identified between granting versus feeling the forgiveness. We need to be able and willing to grant forgiveness even if we're not feeling it yet. That doesn't mean we need to do it right away. I'll get to that, but 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 at least know that it's sometimes if we wait until we're feeling it, um, it, it it's not as healthy. Another thing they say to kind of practical steps of forgiveness is determine to not exact the price but to pay the price yourself and to do that over and over again after you've forgiven the person. Because when you see that person again, old wounds might creep back up in your mind. Old thoughts, um, you know, res- thoughts of resentment may come up and it may lead you to make cutting remarks towards that person that really show that you haven't healed and show that you haven't forgiven them. Um, you can start gossiping about the person and, and things like that. And so, it's just that ongoing, there's an ongoing process of forgiveness, of, of not exacting the price, but paying the price and really taking the time to say, okay, what would be exacting the price of them versus paying it myself and, and absorbing it again? Um, and then a, the third practical step of this is just will the good of that person, want the best for them, pray for them. And we even see that at the cross. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so praying for that person that they would you know, find healing and that God would deal with them. Um, A word picture that's been helpful to me about the paying the price and the idea of the process of forgiveness is Martin Luther said, you can't keep birds from flying around your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. Hmm. So the image being these thoughts of, oh, this person did that to me. And instead of letting it sit in your head and build a nest and get on that one loop roller coaster where you just keep replaying the hurt you can shoot away like no i i'm gonna i'm not Mm. gonna treat them as they deserve i'm not gonna let this take root in my heart in my mind and 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 fight it actively that way yeah Um, so i think that's been helpful for me as i've had to do that at times and just kind of almost visually like no get away don't don't build a nest in my head 
this is really elementary, but it's simply because we are not treated at, you know, by, by God, the way we deserve when we're repentant. Right. Right. And, and he moves towards us in grace and love and mercy and compassion when we absolutely do not deserve it. And so, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to mirror that same thing to others, uh, right. Forgive others as you've been forgiven. Right. Uh, and there's still the sense of such power by holding a sin over somebody's held head and, and that to release that and entrust the justice to God. Again, big caveat, there may be ways where you've been deeply sinned against. And yes, this is not absolutely. A, a shallow effort. And so there may be a lot of wisdom that needs to be done and talked through with a, an elder or a pastor or a therapist. Again, so on particularly complex and difficult things, we, we want to be very nuanced here. I, th- I think the flip side is if we don't forgive, if we move into that place where we're doing bitterness, this quote is just stuck with me. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison yourself and waiting for the other person to die. Mm. You know, that we, if we don't move into that posture, at least of a willingness to grant forgiveness, then it's killing us. Mm -hmm. And the other person may not even know. Like you may not have been willing to go to them and tell them, hey, you've sinned against me. Um, so even as you think about your own health, that repressed anger and hurt can often lead to unhealth in you physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are great. And another great quote I came across was was from Augustine. And he said, in no way can your enemy hurt you by his violence as much as you hurt yourself if you don't love him. Mm. And that just gets at that idea as well. And, and so that just kind of shows some of the importance of forgiveness um, for our own health. Um, but also that's cause that's, that's how we've been treated by Christ. And, you know, another guy has said, once our eyes have been opened to see the enormity of our offense against God, the injuries which others have done to us appear by comparison, extremely trifling. Mm. Um, that was John Stott. So, but then forgiveness then after that is reconciliation. You know, we can have forgiveness and we're not yet reconciled with the person. We can forgive them in our heart and, and sometimes there is forgiveness and, and you're not able to get to a point of reconciliation, but, but the hope is that it leads then to reconciliation. And so it's talking to the person who hurt you. You know, when you did blank, it hurt me. Um, but also being able to come to them tr- truth in love and, and come to them in a way that they know you are for them mm-hmm. and for the relationship. And that's hard to do. And that takes skill. And um, we don't have the time to get into all that. Then the final thing in terms of, um, you know, how to move towards healing um, is just the, the idea of empathy and um, both receiving empathy um, in terms of healing from our own hurt, but also that helps us give empathy. And that's how we can help others heal from their hurt is to give them empathy. And and so telling your story to an empathetic, mature listener is, is a very corrective experience. You know, when you've been, if you've been hurt through a relationship, if you can receive, you know, process that hurt with someone who's a good listener, you can actually find healing through a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, obviously counseling, uh, as Dan was alluding to earlier, um, is, is a really helpful thing or talking to a pastor or just a, a someone who um, you really trust um, is, is really important. Uh, I think, Dan, you had a quote from John Cox about that. Yeah, John Cox just talked about how being with somebody helps metabolize often our pain. And he just rooted it in the whole 
incarnation and the promise of God with us. So when we're with one another, there is something incredibly healing and whole in that. So last night we were doing dinner and we we were not letting letting Lily have full grapes and 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 because she could choke and she wants the full grapes so deeply. But we have to quarter them so that she's safe. And now she was extremely offended by this and did not (laughs) want to eat the grapes when they were quartered. And she was crying, mad, pushing me away. But then eventually after time, she was able to come back to me and and give me a hug and just be sad in my arms, even though I'm the one that hurt her. Right. Mm. And so it's a beautiful picture of like it's she was able to even though she even though we were experiencing a tension in our relationship, yeah. she was able to metabolize some of that by coming back and returning even to the person that hurt her. And I don't know. I thought that was a yeah. cool picture yeah. of that even. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the more I think, you know, I think of First Corinthians one where when we've received comfort from God, we can give comfort to mm-hmm. others. And I think there's a principle there of just how we're wired as humans. And so the more we're in touch with our pain and finding healing from it, that really builds our ability to move towards others' pain. And, and we talk about the ideas of mercy and compassion for other people. I think one of the things that moves us towards compassion is how we're feeling another person's hurt for them. We're, we're saying, wow, that must hurt. I want to move towards them and help them heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really a driver for that. Any yeah. other final thoughts, guys? Yeah, I was thinking uh, of First Peter 4. He says, Then to all things is at hand, therefore be self-controlled, sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Hmm. Uh, each has, as each has a gift, use it to serve one another. And, and that pulled in some of your things, right? Reconciliation welcoming people into your house and your home, but also that self-control of trying to realize, okay, what do I do with this hurt? Do I need to go to that person? Do I not need to go to Mm. that person? Um, Like, again, a little vulnerability here. You know, when my dad died, shortly after there were a few people who, who said some things that were not really helpful. They were, they could have been hurtful. Yeah. And I sat there and thought, but I know this person. I know they love me. I know those words, though, that I couldn't allow them to hurt me. I don't believe they were intended that way. Yeah. And so for me, it was easy to let love cover a multitude of sin because I didn't feel like that person was intentionally coming after me. Mm-hmm. And yet I could have been sensitive and been like, oh, they hurt me. They they didn't care for me at that time, but, but they were. Mm-hmm. They just did something that I could have taken offense at. And this is not bragging. I hope you hear that. It's it's me choosing, am I going to let this hurt me or not? I know they love me, so therefore I'm going to believe the best. And so I could just move on. Yeah. Um, and don't worry. I really don't remember. Like This is God's grace. I'm not thinking of anybody. Don't. If you're listening and wondering if it was you, don't worry about it because I'm not upset about it. That's a good example of where we can just say, yeah, let it go. Love covers sins. Mm-hmm. And if love covers sins, how much more does it cover disagreements or personality things or things that we often make a bigger issue than when we've been sinned against and hurt? So, No, I'm glad you bring that up. There's definitely times where I think it is – it's a wisdom decision. There's times where I think it's wise to share with someone how they've hurt you, especially if it's going to really affect your ability to relate with them. Um, but there's also times when you've processed it on your own, when you've forgiven them in your heart, um, like as you were just saying, Dan, where, where you just feel like you're really able to to move on from it and it's not going to affect your ability to love them and, and relate to them the same way where you don't maybe need to 
process the hurt with them and it's just kind of a wisdom thing and i wish we had more time to, to yeah. get in that i'm still learning myself those decisions but yep yeah so anyways well so much more we could say but uh it was not easy but also really important and helpful to talk about this really uh really deep and and weighty emotion of hurt we really did just dump jump right into the deep end um, with this and we're continuing we're going to stay in the deep end uh, we're talking about sadness next time um, and so plenty to talk about there and uh, we look forward to that discussion until then grace and peace to you all